0: Like the legend of Joe Rogan We just keep recording What keeps our podcast running Our voices and our singing Uh We've Come too far To not record this one So let's Go ahead and get this podcast done. We're up all night to record. We talk until we are bored. We are such podcast whores. Welcome to
1: Serious Series. Welcome to Serious Series. Welcome to Serious Series. Welcome to Serious Series. Welcome to Serious Series. Welcome to
0: Serious Series. Welcome to Serious Series. The show is Serious Series. The show is Serious Series. The show is Serious Series. Welcome to Serious Series. Bravo. (laughs) We're basically Daft Punk now.
1: Welcome back to a serious series of utmost importance, the series. I'm a host here. My name is Tom.
0: I'm another host who is named Neil Tom 3000.
1: (laughs) Neil Tom 3000, you're still a robot?
0: I, aren't we all? Aren't we all just machines moving through the day-to-day grid of big industry? Man, that's deep. Yeah. It's real deep
1: so uh, it's been a long time it's been uh about one week since our last <laughs> Daft punk episode
0: yeah, no, it definitely hasn't been depending an extended on extended hiatus we so last time last episode, we had just finished talking about the discovery era
1: yes so um, Daft punk. and we
0: we did a deep Maybe a too deep dive into Interstellar 555, five, five, the story of the the five Tori of, of the Ygrit, five Egrid five Tar, tar five, five Isthm. Um,
1: it was well worth getting into it, though.
0: Yeah, that was fun. That was a fun time.
1: That was a highlight of, their, of Daft Punk's career and <laughs> like a real defining moment for blue people in all of the galaxies.
0: Yeah, it was um, definitely an inspiration for Avatar. I remember James Cameron in an interview saying that if it wasn't for Daft Punk, you know, you wouldn't get Unobtainium and stuff.
1: Yeah, I totally remember that too. And I think they were supposed to be uh, purple before he saw that movie. <laughs> so, Man. yeah, so Interstellar was sort of, uh, I guess, part of the Discovery era. It had mm-hmm. all, featured all the songs from Discovery, Daft Punk's second album yep and so
0: you know moving on after that i guess is the human after all era right yes and yeah human after all came out in 2005 and so as opposed to
1: discovery which apparently took months if not years to (laughs) record and like remaster Apparently, human after all, they did it in like six weeks, like from open the book and start writing Mm -hmm. to like finish the masters. It was done.
0: Yeah. Um, And they did that. They did that on purpose because Discovery took so long to make. It took like two years to make. They were just like, you know what? We're going to do this one in six weeks and we're just going to publish it. That's that's sort of our philosophy as well to podcasts. Yeah. Our last one, you know, took a long time. (laughs) so this episode we're just gonna bang out in an hour and publish it so how do you feel like do
1: you you think that made sense like actually seeing the finished product
0: again so my introduction to Daft Punk was human after all and I thought it was great
1: I mean there's some good songs on it like I get that apparently it was there's a lot of criticism of it Because it was just like a loop of the same thing over and over again. Which you can kind of see how it was done in six weeks. They're just like, alright. Robot. And then like, that may have been on the first one, I don't know. But they just looped that over and over again. Um, I think it's pretty good. It's definitely different from Discovery. It's a lot more electronic, I think. It has less... Like the disco it, yeah, it has ride. less instantly
0: classic songs, for sure. Yeah. But Human After All and Technologic are, That's true. are amazing. I'm also a big fan of Television Rules the Nation and Robot Rock and Primetime of Your Life. Basically, most of this album. <laughs> I love The Brainwasher also. How about
1: the Machine?
0: Yeah, I mean... Steve okay the
1: uh here's my thing about this album i think a lot of these songs were made better in alive 2007
0: yeah yeah on 100 absolutely it it completely changed the reaction to most of these songs yeah but and it in was fact,
1: i mainly remember like how they go based on
0: the live 2007 version of it. That's that's very fair and ob- objectively even liking Human After All the original album, Alive 2007 is just like on a completely different plane. Right. But Human After All on its own people absolutely hated it at the time, even like diehard Daft Punk fans that it's universally considered the low point of their career. Um and I think so there was this Daft Punk documentary um, that I watched before the last episode. It's been a little while, so I don't remember all the details, but um, I do remember, yeah, Daft Punk Unchanged, yeah, or Unchained. Did I say Unchained. Unchanged? Yeah, <laughs> Daft Punk Unchained. Um, it was Human After All it was made in six weeks, but that was part of the concept of the record. They wanted to go back to something raw. They didn't have a single from it because that was they were like we're gonna make this real, and then so it, the the record company had a hard time producing promoting it, mm. and so there was like no promotion for this album, and mm. yeah, everyone everyone sort of hated it, but you know the band Justice, yeah, Human After All is one of their biggest inspirations so did they
1: man so human after all came out first and then isn't the album's called justice right like the big cross or whatever
0: i I think it's called genesis genesis
1: so that came out after this and was like inspired
0: look i don't know what you think this podcast is but it's not one where we do a whole lot of research (laughs) let's Uh, see
1: genesis
0: yeah 2007 Okay, there you debut. go. No, you were right. The debut album was called Cross. Okay. Also known as the Cross Symbol and Justice. So, yeah, yeah it was... A...
1: Oh, I'm thinking of Dance. I was thinking...
0: Dance Dance is a song on that album. Yeah. And it's very... I think part of the reason that I like Justice is because I like Human After All so much. Right.
1: Um, so, there you go. Like, yeah. It's like a lot of albums that are hated in their time and then like people warm up to them or it becomes like um, it like is a groundbreaking. I don't know if this is groundbreaking, but it, it, it inspires
0: other artists. I don't, I don't know if, I mean, I think it's groundbreaking, but I'm also not a musician. I just like how it sounds and it sounds uh, I know it's supposed to like the rep it has a reputation for being like really depressing and um and sort of the opposite of discovery in mm-hmm. in terms of that in terms of its mood, but I don't know mm. it just vibed with me. I think it's safe to say it inspired
1: you uh as a young
0: <laughs> as a young as a child. young as a young child it inspired me to have emotional problems, yes. <laughs> Um,
1: so, why do you think it's like you mentioned? The mood is more down. Mm-hmm. What do you? I mean, I never, I didn't really get that vibe. Oh, you didn't. A lot of it is like, I I maybe I kind of see what you're saying. Like a lot of it is
0: like robots like it's, taking it's, over. It's anti. Futuristic. Yeah, it's 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 futurist. It's futurism. It's anti technology to a degree. Um. I mean, the brainwasher is just about how bad TV is for you, I think. <laughs> um, and then the whole, I think... I thought that was m- a television television. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that one. <laughs> and then, you know, maybe brainwasher is the TV also. But its it's all about how, you know, modern living disconnects you from your humanity, I think, is the thesis of the album. Okay. And... Yeah, very it's very much like how consumerism is is bad sort of I don't know that's just the vibe I got maybe that's not what they were going for but technologic which how do you say that by the way because I say I it was technologic technologic, technologic. <laughs> I
1: think you have to say it
0: that way um, I, that's that's for to me that song is about just like production chains
1: like supply chains yeah or just like or it could be
0: the consumer consumerism right yeah like this is all all the stuff you do either way it's not like a uplifting song about modern living you know it's just about it just just, waters
1: down life to like yeah those like 10 things
0: yeah that being said it's a great fucking
1: song (laughs) it is a great song
0: oh it was in that ipod commercial oh really yeah back in the heyday of like one of the first ipod commercials um yeah i think that was a really that was one of the things that was uh that was credited for success of the ipod no oh my gosh
1: i'm watching it right now
0: yeah it's these can't be those commercials are great those were fantastic commercials that whole, that whole line of commercials is like part of the reason that I, the iPod became so successful. Yeah. And I remember this one being probably the best of those. Wow.
1: That was, yeah, that was the heyday of, yeah. uh, Apple marketing.
0: Is this, and, and then is this also the video with the hands, daft hands?
1: That, which, the technologic one? Yeah. Like, I don't know, that's harder,
0: better, faster, stronger. Sorry. Uh.
1: Ooh, this this video has like a creepy little robot. The,
0: the, of course it does.
1: Oh. It's extremely disturbing. <laughs> oh my God, it's like Chucky's skeleton.
0: Oh, you're looking at the actual music video. I thought you were still yeah. looking at the... Oh yeah, the actual music video is creepy oh. as hell.
1: So Human After All.
0: Yeah, so one other thing. I, yeah. Sorry, what
1: do you have anything else on it? Well,
0: Absolutely. yeah, the um the music video for the song Human After All. Mm. They were going to make a music video and that concept got expanded into their movie. Oh. And that's Electroma.
1: Interesting.
0: So this is where they're riding around. It's not actually them, I think. I think they directed it. And yeah, so it's about two people living, two robots living in a world of robots, and they want to become human beings. And it premiered at Cannes oh, in gosh. 2006.
1: Wow, I'm watching it right now. There's all these, <laughs> like a robot reading the newspaper.
0: Yeah. I, I enjoyed the movie. I did watch it for the sake of this episode. Did the uh
1: spoiler alert, did they become
0: humans? They blow up at the end. <laughs> wow. And people at the time took this to mean the Daft Punk was over. But, you know, they weren't. People, people... read into their career way too much. <laughs> yeah. Um wow. That's all I have to say about the Human After All era. Do you have anything else?
1: So actually after not related to the album specifically, but they did a lot of touring after this. Which yeah, the, kind of that was into the next thing, but mm-hmm. um they had the like in 2006, 2007 they had a really big tour with like 48 shows.
0: Yeah, the Alive tour.
1: Which I think was actually their last tour that they've done right
0: it's their last full tour yeah yeah and it was it was this big groundbreaking moment i think is how it's universally regarded the coachella set so one of the the one of the stops on that tour was coachella mm-hmm. coachella since it was founded had been trying to get uh daft punk
1: hmm
0: and to rehab, to partly to rehab their image after Human After All, Daft Punk is like, all right, we're finally going to do Coachella as part of this tour. And they got paid $300,000 for one concert. Wow. Yeah.
1: Now I'm sure you get paid a lot more. Oh my God. That was before Coachella was really big, I think.
0: I think this is sort of one of the things that skyrocketed Coachella into being a yeah. big cultural moment. Yeah. And so they have this giant pyramid covered in LED lights. Whoa. They have um, they're mixing their first three albums, and this is the it's the same set as Alive two thousand seven the album. So if you've listened to Alive two thousand seven, which you know if you haven't listened, stop listening to our little podcast and yeah. just go listen to Alive two thousand seven. Yeah. <laughs> It'll change. And then come your life. back and listen to our podcast. <laughs> but it is an amazing mix of their last three albums. Like you said, it makes all the songs on Human After All even better. Yep. And uh, this might just be, what's the word? Like apocrypha, like not really necessarily true, but something that someone says, but the manager of Daft Punk said he cried because of how fucking awesome (laughs) the show at Coachella was. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that man, that would be so cool to be there. And that was the yeah. first show on this mm-hmm. tour too. So that was like the first time they had really done, yeah, this with that big ass pyramid and all that.
0: Yeah, in that um, in that Daft Punk Unchained documentary, they they interview Skrillex, and Skrillex yeah. says this moment at Coachella is when EDM became a thing. Interesting. So because at Coachella very, very was all rock
1: before that, right? For the most part.
0: Yeah, I think so. Wow, I I don't know. I've only been to Coachella once, and it was long after that. Yeah, but big ass, big moment in music, big moment for Daft Punk, amazing album. I venture as far as to say, Alive two thousand seven is the best thing they've ever done.
1: Yeah, potentially. I mean, it's hot Yeah, it is pretty great. It mixes the first three albums and. I don't know. And it's also great like hearing the crowd like who's like so so into it and like you can hear them singing along with parts of it and you can yeah.
0: hear like people just having you can just hear like the joy, right? Of, like 100% people like laughing and stuff. And I so the actual recording for Live 2007 is from a stop in Paris, I think. Mm. Um so it's all, it's all European. So I don't know, somehow that just makes it more authentic.
1: Yeah. Well, they're from
0: France. So yeah,
1: it'd be pretty cool. Yeah. This would be so cool. I'm just looking at the tour cities too. That'd be, they did Europe. They did South America. They did not a lot in the U S but a decent amount, mainly Europe. They yeah. Did Japan.
0: They did Australia. Would be pretty sweet. Oh man, I don't know why, but I feel like going to see them in Japan Oh, because of the robots, that's why. Would be <laughs> I nice. feel like it would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. This
1: is no, this is a really good album. I also remember uh this is more of like an inside thing. But I remember once we played you <laughs> and me played Card Against Humanities and we're like, let's play something good. What's something that everyone would love? Like, oh, I 2007. And probably like three songs into it. One of the people there was like, what is this? This is
0: horrible. We were just like, nah. I, I, hope, I hope you... hope you. Man. <laughs> I, I know you've seen that person since then. And I, I, just, I hope they've apologized since that time. Very disappointing. All right. After Alive two thousand seven, uh, we, we missed we uh, missed two sort of mini albums. Well, releases. They're mm-hmm. full releases. They did a remix album for Human After All, and mm-hmm. um, Music Volume 1, 1993 to two thousand five. Right. I don't really have anything to say about those. I've listened to both of them. They're they're they're, they're good. You know. Yeah. If you need more Daft Punk, definitely go ahead and listen to them.
1: One other thing was. Uh... The song "Stronger," yeah, right? yeah, Kanye West featuring Daft Punk.
0: Was that that was two thousand seven or two thousand eight?
1: I think around yeah, around then two thousand seven ish, maybe two thousand eight. Yeah, um, also a good song.
0: Not that as was a good really good as, song.
1: Not as good as "Harder, Better, Faster, <laughs> Stronger," but uh, I don't know. It was interesting that, that Kanye has a good knack for finding like interesting samples Kanye? Yeah.
0: Yeah. That was that was when Kanye was um was good. That was his pink polo phase. <laughs> I before he got depressed. He's 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 a mess. They they did enjoy collaborating with him though. And they thought that he was a visionary. And yeah. they actually even still have, uh, the most recent Kanye album is Jesus, right? Mm, uh,
1: well,
0: no? No. Oh, is that 2008 also? <laughs> I think that was a while ago. Oh. Um, well... There's been a few. Yeah, they've produced a bunch of tracks on Jesus.
1: Oh, that's right. It was
0: 2013.
1: Yeah, the most, re- <laughs> the most recent one was, uh... The life of Pablo. No, there's one since then. Oh my God! It's the one where on the front it says, "I hate being bipolar." It's awesome.
0: I, I, the life of Pablo was the last one that I even bothered to listen to. Yeah, me too. Although I did listen to a bit of Kid Sea Ghosts, the collab with uh, Kid Cudi. Right. Apparently, oh, just sh- just <laughs> looking at it now. Coming out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, but he changed the name um, to Jesus is King. Aw, man. (laughs) Yandi sounds so great. I know, right? (sighs) Friggin' Kanye. But, you know, whatever he does now, he'll always have stronger.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was back when he wore shutter shades.
0: (laughs) Iconic. Very iconic. Around that era... Someone who is not as iconic, but who I enjoy a great deal tried to do a Daft Punk collab. You wanna guess who it is? With Daft Punk?
1: Mm-hmm. Um who you enjoy a great deal. I don't know.
0: Will I am? Oh god. Was he it g- uh, it It was called curvy. It was called I Got It From My Mama. Okay. And it samples Around the world And Daft okay. Punk listened to it And then said no you can't do this <laughs> So it didn't happen It um, It leaked I think Okay
1: um, Was it one of those songs where the best part About it was that it sampled A good song And I then think... everything else about it made it worse
0: I think so. I think the official release ended up using a different sample like from a different band mm-hmm. because they couldn't use the Daft Punk one. Oh my Here, there's an article on factfiend.com mm. <clears throat> titled fun. That Time Daft Punk Told Will I Am to Fuck Off. Whoa. Yeah. He shot he shot a music video for "I Got It From My Mama" that doubled down on Daft Punk influences by borrowing visuals from them. <laughs> oh my God! Wow. So their helmets are <laughs> missing. They stated that Daft Punk stated that they felt their music sounded better without Will I Am in it. <laughs> wow.
1: That's insulting.
0: So that's just a oh, fun foot, true. F- footnote in their history. And then Hey, did did mm? you know they
1: were also featured as playable characters in DJ Hero?
0: I did not know
1: that. The fun game that at least I didn't play. I don't know how many people <laughs> who played it.
0: I didn't I did not know that, but you know that's not surprising. They're they're with it on on the trends of the youth back in the mid back in 2010. <laughs>
1: Good times, man. Guitar
0: Hero. Were they playable characters in Guitar Hero? They were not. Damn.
1: But it featured around the world. Hmm. Uh, featured, Defunk.
0: And, oh, had some mixes too. Wait, that reminds me. I wanted to ask you, what are what's the best song on Alive two thousand seven? Ooh um hold on let me pull it up.
1: I'm gonna go with so I like the first one, Robot Rock <coughs> slash oh yeah. Uh
0: man they're all they're all great it's i really like question. the beginning
1: i like the beginning of it robot rock slash oh yeah like television rules of the nation slash Crescendolus or sorry Crescendolus. <laughs> i always think it's Crescendolus.
0: um yeah i don't know i gotta go um i'm like torn between track 5 and track 11 track 5 is around the world slash harder better faster stronger and track 11 mm. is defunct slash daft and direct I'm leaning towards the latter just because I think those are two of my favorite Taft punk songs,
1: yeah do you think they'll do you think they'll do another tour at some point like on a I, scale? I hope so.
0: It's not I do too I don't I know it's hard to like mount a tour from a production standpoint, but is it physically demanding if you're not I playing so. instruments?
1: I don't know the travel part, yeah. Yeah I don't know what they do Who was it like Avicii or something Was like yeah I just
0: stand up there And yeah, my hands around Maybe he pushed himself too hard though That's yeah too soon Um,
1: I, I hope they do another one I get I, actually, I also
0: hope they just do another album That would be great Yeah I'm sure they will do another album I don't think they can stop <laughs> They could They, you bring up a good point. (laughs) I hadn't thought of it that way.
1: So one next album that I frequently overlook is a soundtrack to Tron Legacy.
0: How can you? How can you overlook that? That is a seminal album. (laughs) It's actually
1: two things about this. Go ahead. What are they? I remember one. You and me, like. It took, we went to go see that movie before it came out. Yeah, we screening.
0: got, we won a pre-release uh, screening thing too. And it
1: took about two hours to get there. It was like January, <laughs> freezing. It was like the coldest day of the month. And we had to take like three buses to get out to Tyson's Corner. You got the Metro door closed on your chest. Mm-hmm. And you almost got pulled through that way. Mm-hmm. And we finally got to Tyson's corner, and then I fell asleep during the movie
0: <laughs> <laughs> And I think the movie they had an issue with the projector, and they had to restart the movie at some point. Right.
1: I think I may have fallen asleep through that.
0: That's one, one thing. One, I will say, totally worth it. Okay. And two, if Uber had or Lyft had been around at the time, none of this would have been a problem. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, it would have been like a thirty minute ride.
0: <laughs> What was Back your number in the two day point?
1: though, you had to catch those buses yeah. when it was 20 degrees outside. <laughs> no indoor bus stop.
0: That what was your cool. number two point?
1: I uh, knew someone in college who would listen to this as he tried to go to sleep every night and it put him to sleep like a lullaby. And he considered it his favorite album of all time.
0: I really enjoy the soundtrack I enjoy the movie a lot. Also, Mm -hmm. I think I enjoy the soundtrack more than the movie, and I think I enjoy the movie because of the soundtrack. Yeah, it was a big. They like. It seems like they like taking projects that are very different than their prior projects. And when I think when Disney approached them about doing the Tron Legacy soundtrack, they were like, you know what. We've never done something like this. We've never worked with a giant orchestra. Let's let's just go yeah. for it. So it made them more comfortable working with orchestras and stuff, right? And I think that was a big influence on their next album after this.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So even if it's not a full album, <clears throat> well, I mean, even if you don't consider it like a def, uh, one of their major albums, it's uh, definitely an important work that they did for them
1: right they did like composing for it so did they i mean was it the same level of involvement as like an album that they did it was probably more collaborative with the studio and all that
0: i think i think they had a a big role in in making it yeah i think they essentially wrote the compositions okay interesting there so are some also, great songs on this. Such as Derezzed is obviously the best song by far. And that's the one that's in that plays in the action scene in the movie that they cameo in when in their white oh, yeah. daft punk right. outfits. There there's like a fight scene happening and they're just still in their little DJ booth playing music.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I definitely remember that.
0: I think they look at each other or something. They do, and then they then they start playing D Rezed when <laughs> when stuff starts <laughs> happening. Um, Tron Legacy Entitled is amazing. <laughs> Tron Legacy Untitled. Yes. And the grid. The one where Jeff Bridges is talking and then music just starts happening. Hmm. And side note, there was a remix album called Tron Legacy Remixed which has some great remixes. There's, there's a Glitch Mob remix of d which I actually think I might enjoy more than the original d Resd. Whoa. So this is all remixed by other DJs? Mm-hmm. Sorry, it's called Tron Legacy Reconfigured, Reconfigured, and then there's another one called uh, Tron Legacy Deconstructed. Whoa.
1: Had, no, sorry, uh,
0: sorry, that's not a whole album. Some... That's just on that album, there are a few remixes of songs from tron legacy such as a remix of derezzed by Avicii.
1: yeah i was gonna say there's a lot of big name djs who remixed Avicii, uh Casc- Cascade or cascade whatever <laughs> moby <laughs> m83
0: m83 yeah that's a great one who's
1: also french right i think they're French. yeah i think scene. so french house scene these guys started at all so uh also in 2010 daft punk officially became chevalier yes which is a knight they are so of they're, their order they're officially knights letter. so they're like knights in, but in france
0: it's true but an even bigger accomplishment is that they collaborated with jay-z on a song <laughs>
1: Oh, I saw that. That's. But it, it was, was like... never.
0: It was never released. Um, it yeah. was. It was called computerized. They made it at the same time they were recording the Tron Legacy soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And it uses the music from the song "Son of Flynn" on that soundtrack. Mm. And then Jay Z's rapping over it, and Daft Punk are just going like "computerized," <laughs> and they hated it, so they didn't release it. But it leaked online at some point. Since then,
1: do you ever feel that? Uh... Jay-Z, a little overhyped.
0: That Jay-Z what?
1: Is a little overhyped. Oh, yeah. I I don't really like Jay-Z at all.
0: (laughs) You know what pisses me off? This is sort of a tangent. Every every time someone starts playing the song Numb by Linkin Park, I'm really excited because I love that song. But then... If it's the Jay Z version, can I get an
1: encore? No,
0: you cannot get a goddamn encore. <laughs> you can get off this song because you're ruining a great song, Jay Z. Why don't you fuck off yeah. back to your mansion?
1: Because it's mainly the music is mainly from Numb. Yeah, and then they just insert his rap
0: over it. Yeah. <laughs> so Jay Z actually very physically <laughs> angry about that. I am. I am pissed. I and that reminds me of a thing with Jay Z. <laughs> You know Tidal? Do you remember Tidal? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, at the start in 2014, when they did that weird big announcement thing with all the owners, all the artists who were like co-owners of Tidal, Daft Punk was one of them. Yeah. It was uh, the guy from Arcade Fire, Win Butler, Kanye West was in it, Jack White, Beyonce, Chris Martin, Rihanna, Madonna, Jay-Z, probably some other people. But Daft Punk was one of them. Mm-hmm. And that's probably... So they had like a relationship with him from that. I think Tidal's still around. Yeah. But I think it's doing the worst of all the streaming services.
1: I'm surprised it's still around. It, it was supposed to be the artist made one, but also yeah. by the richest artists. Yeah. Like the guys who are multi-millionaires.
0: It was incredibly tone deaf as far as an announcement goes.
1: Yeah. Definitely no Spotify.
0: Alright, so after we were on Tron Legacy, then the weird Jay-Z thing. Yeah. And then after that. I think was... there was a big gap, right? There was. Yeah, right. A
1: couple of years. Mm-hmm. The lost years of Daft Punk. We don't really know what happened.
0: <laughs> it was only three years.
1: It's a decent time.
0: I mean, it's already been it's already been six years Not since six then. Years. So three years later, they released Random Access Memories, mm-hmm. which is a great album. It is a
1: really great album. But it's honestly, a very different album. Honestly, I think it's my favorite.
0: More Than Alive 2007? It's,
1: it's the one I listen to most. I can tell you that much.
0: Do you enjoy it more than Alive?
1: Uh, yes.
0: Wow. Alright, well this was a good run on this podcast. I, I can't do this <laughs> podcast with you anymore. No, it's, it's just, a it's it's a good it's album. Very
1: different. It's not it's totally different. I mean it's more of disco album than like electronic, I would say. There's a it's, lot of electronic, but it's like electronic in a disco beat and stuff, you know?
0: Yeah, disco y and then orchestra, a lot of different instruments. Yeah. And that's, again, from the Daft, uh, from the Tron Legacy experience, I think. Right. They spent four years making this record and they were super, super into the production side of it Mm -hmm. to the point that they had a sound engineer physically drive the masters from Los Angeles to Maine for mastering because they didn't want to lose them on a plane.
1: (laughs) That is nuts.
0: That is nuts. And they, for the song, um, Giorgio by Marauder.
1: Yeah.
0: They had three different microphones to have him speak into. And they physically used microphones from the eras that they were having him talk about at the time. Like they had one from his youth. They had one from his middle years and they had one from now and he said, "This is ridiculous. No one will possibly notice the difference between these, so even he thought it was a little extra, but they were having I, fun with it.
1: I'm trying to think, and like I don't notice any difference in
0: no one hundred percent.
1: It's a cool idea, but I guess they were just wrong.
0: <laughs> they announced this album um at Coachella actually in twenty thirteen during the a i Yaz set. They had a little thirty second teaser of uh yeah, get lucky weird.
1: that's that's a weird i mean it's cool but it's weird that they did that don't you think like yeah i think it, i think
0: they were just trying to capitalize on like the link between coachella and daft punk right
1: i mean they did a good job of marketing this
0: one like yeah.
1: unlike the other ones mm-hmm. um obviously get lucky was like huge Like, that was, like,
0: probably the biggest song of the year. That was an amazing, that was a gigantic song for sure. Yeah. What do you prefer, the
1: radio remix or the extended? Extended. Extended. extended.
0: Yeah. Do you prefer the radio? I don't
1: know. Radio's not bad.
0: I'm trying to think of what my favorite song on this album is and it's really hard. I There's can tell you my least ones. favorite is Contact.
1: Yeah, me too. <laughs> Although it's grown on me. Yeah. I like uh I like the astronaut like the Houston guy talking. Yeah. But then it's just like uh it's just a classical overture.
0: Man, they have some great collaborators on this album. They have Julian Casablancas on Instant Crush. They have Panda Bear on Doing It Right. Yes. And then, you know, they have some great collaborators and then they also have Pharrell. On a couple of them. But those are some those are actually two great songs. They I mean, are. He's not
1: a great collaborator. I, I you know,
0: I songs. i don't dislike Pharrell. It's just
1: What about Happy? I love that song. <laughs> well,
0: They're so the cool. album that Happy the, the album that Happy is on, Girl has a song called gust of wind with daft punk on it which is actually a great song and i sort of consider it as part of this album because it was all around the same time right okay so
1: come on favorite song
0: favorite song oh fuck um
1: or a couple
0: it might be lose yourself to dance yeah great song might be instant crush. Might be doing it right. Might be get lucky. Might be Georgia Bymeroder. I might be yeah. fragments of time. Might be give life back to music.
1: Yeah. How about I mean, yours? All those. I'd also add the game of love. I'd also add touch. That's has grown <laughs> on me. <laughs> it's kind of creepy, but I like that part of it. I like the creepiness.
0: Well. That's weird.
1: And now, have you ever? Li- I realized I've never listened to this, the Japan Japanese edition. But why are there always why I was, Japan, Japan? I swear! I swear to
0: God! Track. I swear to God! I have it written in my notes for this episode, <laughs> bonus track from Japan. Why does Japan get all the bonus? Always. tracks? Always,
1: and I'm like, I never know until I like look in Wikipedia. Like, I, I
0: I listen to this. It's very slow, very guitar heavy. It's fine do Japanese people like the leftovers or something?
1: They like really know. dig it? Maybe it makes them feel special?
0: Maybe. I would feel special if they released it here. I would want that. Come on. Now, the deluxe box set has does
1: Horizon it... plus the Daft Punk remix of Get
0: Lucky. So, so they remix their, remix their own. Does Daft Punk remix their own? So, this it's album is long. Jesus. Jesus. I got to listen to that. This album, it makes a lot of sense why they didn't tour for this album. Yeah, it'd be hard. It would um, be hard. You like well, Half of the songs are like... Their appeal is the collaborators. Yeah. Obviously, they're not going to have Julian Casablanca, Georgia Marauder, <laughs>
1: That'd be Pharrell.
0: They might be able to get Panda Bear to come along. <laughs> yeah. But... And uh, Nile Rodgers... Obviously, he passed away now, but even back then, I don't think they could have gotten him to come and do that. But he is a great guitarist.
1: I remember seeing him on the music videos.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Those dreads are amazing. I think he did. Looks like he's still alive. Then who the hell am I thinking of? (laughs) Yeah, he's still alive. Oh, my God. He came back. The power of the music brought him back. Whoa. There's one collaborator of theirs besides...
1: Oh, the guy on Discovery died.
0: Oh, Him, but I thought there was someone on this album who passed away also. Panda Bear? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh. That would be really sad. That would like, be sad. I don't want Panda Bear to die.
1: Week. I would be really bummed.
0: All right, Maybe I'm just completely wrong. Maybe no one died.
1: Yeah, th- I mean... It would be pretty near impossible to tour this which is a bummer because like yeah especially if, given uh, all the deaths what if yeah what if they do come up with a new album then and to and then tour would we ever be able to hear
0: we would hear songs? an amazing live remix of something
1: what if they just got like really good singers and it was not Pharrell like just Jay Z
0: with them, you know. Just, just Jay Z singing, <laughs> "Get Lucky." Yo, if you want to get lucky, no, get fuck off. That Jay-Z. would be horrible. That would be so bad.
1: He really is. Okay. Look, one thing that really irritated me. I always like. I don't hate Jay Z. Whatever. I hate Jay Z. I'll say it. <laughs> don't think he's that great. People have been casually tossing around the word genius describe him a lot lately i don't think he's a ge- i think i think uh albert einstein's a genius I think <laughs> mozart genius
0: i think daft punk are geniuses a genius Genius? Jay-Z?
1: jay-z i don't know i don't i don't think so i think he's popular i think he's <laughs> successful and like hard worker i don't think he's a genius. <laughs>
0: controversial stance here on serious I think a lot
1: of people will get pissed off at that
0: that a lot of people will get pissed off that he's not a genius or that he's referred to as a genius
1: that saying that he's not a genius
0: well you know what I look forward to response podcasts to this episode (laughs) explaining why he is a genius we encourage YouTube hate like we encourage
1: YouTube rants Where you play our podcast in a little corner at the bottom. Yeah, and you know, like include a link to our podcast. Why not? not? Common meal.
0: We're never gonna do a JC episode. No. All right. Since random access memories, that was oh my god six years ago. Yep. They've been they've been up to some stuff. They've yeah. had a few more collaborations with some people, most notably the Weekend, the Weekend. Yes. That and
1: was also I, like three years ago.
0: Yeah, it was still a while ago, but he. I was surprised by how much like Michael Jackson the Weekend sounds because I don't think I'd ever really given him a big chance. But yeah. on on Starboy and I feel it like coming. I feel like. It was essentially channeling Michael Jackson. Interesting.
1: He's got a good voice.
0: He does. I really like those songs. And I think their last live performance was with the weekend at the Grammys in uh, 2017. So I noticed they've they performed at the Grammys a lot. They
1: have. And by a lot, yeah. I mean
0: like three times. That's. I guess they like the Grammys. I guess. I guess they're the only ones.
1: Yeah, no no one likes the Grammys. <laughs> but... I think they always win. Like,
0: well, the best... Grammys like them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. I do. They've been doing other stuff as well since the weekend. But And I, I don't think last episode we talked about their uh, solo record companies, did we? No. So a little bit of their modern stuff has to do with that. So I'm going to circle back and start and talk a little bit about Critamore and Roulé, or I don't know how to say it. Rule? Roulé.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: I'm just going to say Tomas' record label. Mm-hmm. He founded it in 95. Back then it released stuff by Romanthony, which is where they got together for their early albums. And then there was a um, group called Stardust. And that was Thomas Bangalter a few other people, and they only released one song called Music Sounds Better With You, and this okay. is 1998. It sounds a little bit like early Daft Punk, and actually in June, June 2019, it was released officially on streaming services for the first time. So so it's who's the not- artist? Stardust. Stardust, okay. Mm-hmm. Music Sounds Better With You. It's a fun song, and it's a relic from 98, but it is a 2019 <laughs> release. Interesting. Um, There's another group on that record label called Together. Mm -hmm. And that's Thomas Bengalter with DJ Falcon, who is a dude that has sort of hung on, hung around with them for a while. He worked on contact on random access memories with them. He also took a lot of pictures on their Alive 2007 tour and released like a photo book from that tour. Cool. So that's where they know him from. And so this in 2000. They released a song called Together. And I'm I'm I, I kinda want you to listen to this because it sounds a lot like the baseline to Call on Me. Oh really? And it's because it, they they both it sampled it's called Together by Together.
1: Okay. And they both sampled the same song.
0: They both sampled the same song. Valerie by Steve Winwood. Right.
1: Valerie. Mm-hmm. God
0: and so on their alive 2007 oh. tour they, yes i was, a lo- I was listening yeah. to
1: this and i was like wait i totally know this song because yeah of it's alive 2007
0: yeah exactly for their encores for alive 2007 they usually did um the stardust song music sounds better with you and then together and they did this oh, th- they did both of awesome. those as encores whoa there's another song in 2002 by uh, Together called So Much Love to Give, which honestly to me still sounds like Call on Me, but I don't think it's samples it samples the same song. It's called So Much Love to Give. Okay. I, I don't think it's officially, it just sort of sounds the same. And in an interview, he said that uh, Roulette's never really been a label, it's more like an outlet where he just records every once in a while. Okay. Um, he's done some solo stuff. He's scored a couple of films, uh, a 2002 movie called Irreversible. He did uh, two or three songs for a movie called Climax in 2018. Oh. And he did sound effects for a movie called Enter the Void in 2009. Ooh, and cool. they are all by the same director, Gaspar O E. He is totally French. <laughs> he wanted him to score the last one. Into enter the void, but uh, they couldn't do it because they were scoring Tron Legacy at the time. And you'd think that they haven't done soundtracks since then, but there's a this is really random. There's a song called "There's a Latvian art film called Riga Take One." Okay. And Thomas Spengalter, uh scored made one song for that called riga take five and it's like a 14 minute song and it was it might have been released this year or late 2018 but it's actually i enjoy it it's it's very it's a very slow start and then it builds up into like a solid techno beat and it seems like it would be a cool song in a movie
1: man how did he get involved in that
0: i don't know they just do this weird stuff It, I mean, 100% though, it makes me want to watch the Riga, take, Riga one. take one. I probably won't because, you know, I don't. As much as I'm into Latvian art house cinema, you know, I've sort of fallen off. I don't know if I'd understand it. <laughs> All right. How about some other random tributes? And slash... he, Thomas Bengalter, has also uh, worked a little bit with Arcade Fire, uh-huh. which I guess they know from the title debacle. Right. <laughs> he co produced a few songs on Everything Now.
1: Ooh. I like that. I think that's a good album. At least it's a good song.
0: So. And then Guy Manuel, he also has a record label, which he founded in 97, called Critamore. And he did it for a sound different than Daft Punk. And then he shut it down in 2003. Oh. And he had a band called Le Night Club, which was <laughs> maybe mean? The Night Club. Oh, spelled like K N I G H T. French or something, yeah, totally. Man, <laughs> spelled K N
1: I G H T.
0: Wow, and they did two, they, they did a song called The Fight uh-huh. to score a French action movie called Gates of the Sun. Which I think you'll enjoy this, which is why I bring it up. Gates of the Sun is a movie starring Mike Tyson as an Algerian secret agent who has to destroy an undercover paramilitary organization that plans to strike against the country and its people. That can't be real. That's real. (laughs) And the fight is just like an ambient backing track. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So that's the link between Mike Tyson and, uh, and Daft Punk. Wait, that's nuts. Yeah. And Is he, it an Algerian guy, movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Critamore has also released... Um, and that was in 2015, that, that movie. But uh, Critamore has also released a couple of big DJ mixes, which are apparently pretty good. And he's done a bunch of solo production stuff, in well. And then the last thing <clears throat> that I think daft punk has officially been part of is this song called overnight produced by an australian band called parcells and that was in mm-hmm. 2017 and the story behind that is daft punk heard this band play in a small club in early 2016 and then we're like after the show came up I'm like hey you want us to produce a song oh wow. so they did it okay it's a really good song and I think and that band then, got really lucky by having Daft Punk come to that show.
1: Yeah. And since then, it's been uh, no one knows what they're doing.
0: Yeah, no no new yeah. music. They've done like a few small things, like a pop-up memorabilia shop. <laughs> so they, they're just living their life? I guess so. Living they their life, occasionally producing music for some movies. Dance. I hope they're secretly working on a new album.
1: I hope so. I mean, they—they were doing the last one took like four years, so there's a good chance they're working on it now, right?
0: Six years later, we'll see.
1: So, um, you may already have found this in your research, but can you guess what type of animal has a scientific name named after Daft Punk?
0: I, I cannot. That came up nowhere in my research. <laughs> what animal? So there's an animal called
1: Bica Lalea le, Daft Punka. It's a species of flatworm which was named nice. after Daft Punk because part of the organism resembles their helmet.
0: Wow. One of That's amazing. Helmets, yeah. That's got to be the peak of Daft Punk.
1: I think so, really, right? There's an animal... A flatworm.
0: Does Vampire Weekend have a flatworm named after them? No.
1: Maybe a hookworm, (laughs) but not a flatworm.
0: Does Radiohead have an animal named after them? (laughs) Probably. Probably. Um, And that is the end of Daft Punk for now. Which leads us into our traditional concluding uh, question. Which two fictional robots combined would uh, would make the best third Daft Punk member? Ooh. <sighs> okay, I'm going to go. Go ahead.
1: I'm going to go with uh, Rosie the Robot and the Jetsons.
0: Of course, of course.
1: Because she's really good at cleaning stuff up mm-hmm. and is sassy, and I'm gonna go with Hal from 2001: uh, A Space
0: Odyssey. Makes sense because uh, he's evil. Yeah, I get that. That, so that would combined, be great. It's a great, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> great sassy aspect. evil. Yeah. they you know would add like a <laughs> add like a bad boy vibe to their next album. Exactly. Yeah. Similarly, I'm gonna go with um, Bender from Futurama. Of, yep. And, uh, and a Roomba.
1: <laughs> a vacuum cleaner.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, you know, Bender, he classically um, joined Beck's backing band in the el- episode oh. Bending in the Wind. So he, One he of the gets some episodes. of that Beck influence. Yeah. And then uh, Roombas uh, make some noise when they're vacuuming things. So that would yeah. be an interesting new sound on their next album.
1: I distinctly remember in that episode of Futurama, Beck says, like, yeah, doesn't he say, like, I have no idea what Devil's Haircut was about? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I have no idea what it's about. Now. All right. That is our exploration of Daft Punk. And whenever Alive 2027 happens, we'll for sure talk about that.
1: Yeah. Probably will happen in 2027.
0: If it happens at all. Yeah.
1: Maybe 2037.
0: Maybe they'll be the next band that'll do like a virtual Fortnite concert or something.
1: If, if the next tour is Alive Twenty Forty Seven, are we going? Hell yeah! I mean, they're gonna reanimate my corpse. (laughs) You, we may actually be robots at that point. Like our brain, our consciousness could be downloaded into a Roomba, and then we could go (laughs) vacuum around
0: on stage. Wow, we could we could be part of Death Punk. You're saying, yeah. I'm so pumped to be a Roomba. Yes. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye.
1: My name is Pietro Diana, but everyone just calls me Pietro.
0: <laughs> a podcast, a digital black hole. <laughs> I tried to picture conversations between friends as they moved through the internet. Would anyone listen to them? (laughs) I kept dreaming of a... Of a forum I thought I'd never publish. And then one day... I clicked publish. No, that's shit. (laughs)